Welcome to another episode of Sales with Aslan. I am your host, Tom Stanfill, and I'm joined with my probably the best co-host in the business, Tab Norris. Wow. Yeah, wow. I, I, um, I'm honored to be with you, my friend. For those of you who are familiar with our podcast, they'll notice that something's changed. We're, we are now going to co-host the show Um Tab and Tom, or it's going to be the Tab and Tom show, I guess. So that's what yeah, it's going to be. That's really going to sell. I like that. <laughs> tab, it's going to be the Tab and Tom show. And um, we've been working together for now, uh, I don't know, 30 years, Tab. That's about right. We're pushing yeah. on 30. I know. And we still like each other. And that's, we still. Well, I, I, I was a little bold of me. I still like you. Uh, okay. <laughs> everybody, um, <laughs> everybody, Tab, everybody loves Tab. That's just, a, that's just the truth of the universe. Um, uh, the fact that you that we with really have enjoyed working together for all these years, and I thought you know it's time for a change, and I think we uh, are gonna love working together, and hopefully people are gonna enjoy the podcast. So I'm excited about our first podcast together. You get to spend more time, and uh, our really mission is to find people who are exceptional at serving their customers and mastering their the art of selling. And, um, you know, invite them into the show and um, learn from them and what they're doing and just help other people be better at serving their customers. That, that's going to be the purpose of the show. And so I, I look forward to this journey with you, my friend. But I know we got to talk a little bit about a project that um, that we've under, been undertaking at Aslan for what? I don't know, almost 10 years. That, uh, <laughs> the book? The book. The book. It's the book. out. I yeah. know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about the book, Unreceptive. Um, and yeah, it, it does. I do feel a little awkward right now because Why? I'm in the presence of greatness. I'm a, a real writer. I'm really surprised that that you you're really kind of hanging with me anymore. You know, I do more of comic books. I do a lot comic. of comics, mm -hmm. and um, I do some poetry. But we're mm -hmm. going to keep that on the down low. You're like a real published author. So, uh, Andy, congratulations. Well, thank Excited. you, my friend. I, I I have every time that that someone says something about me writing a book, I, the first thing I think about is my English teachers in high school. <laughs> I mean, they've got to be. They've got to be what. Uh, I mean, one of one, I have to tell you this story. One of the English teachers, okay, and I will not mention their name, hit me in the head with a dictionary as I slept through their class. I mean, I, mean, I had my, my head down on the table That's and they good. hurled a thick, by the way, for those of you that are not familiar with dictionaries, there used to be big, thick books with all the words in them. You it, was it. it was printed. It was printed. It was heavy. I bet it weighed 10 pounds. And I looked at that guy like I was a senior at the time. So I'm uh, sure that that um, I don't know, I guess you call them teachers then they weren't professors, but. Um, They'll get a signed copy. Yeah, they need a signed copy. <laughs> yeah, I'll send them a signed copy. That's anyway. right. Well, Tom, well, I'm excited, and I think that's where we'll let's kind of go back. I know last the last episode, you and Mark talked a little bit about the book, and you yeah. talked about really um, the first two barriers yeah. that, that were in the book, which number one is you know changing their perception of you, right? Being one of the first barrier you tackled, and the second one being you know opening opening a closed door, right? You know, and kind of handling those barriers. And if and if you miss that, no. No problem. You can go back and hear that episode. It's fantastic. But today we are going to talk about the third barrier. 
Yeah. And uh, discovering the unfiltered truth, which yeah. is, I think, the, the, the money barrier. I mean, that's just <laughs> what I always talk about. This is where the money lies, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Sales it's, perspective. So tell us more. Tell us more. Yeah. About it's kind of counterintuitive. And so for those of you that aren't familiar that, you know, uh, haven't heard of the book, but the, the, the premise of the book is that actually the receptivity of the customer, the listener, the decision maker, whatever you want to call it, whoever you're trying to influence, their receptivity, their willingness to listen actually has more to do with your ability to influence than, than your value prop or the strength of your argument. And then when this customer, again, or your spouse or your child or anybody you want to try to, you seek to influence, when they're unreceptive, the more you try to sell them, the more unreceptive they become. So actually what we've been taught about selling the traditional approach actually backfires. It sabotages our ability to convert to disinterested. Again, only when they're emotionally closed. If they're open and they, they're sitting across from you and they say, tell me about what I should do, then yeah, their, their receptivity is there and you can, you can communicate um, your position. You can communicate your recommendation. So the first barrier is, yeah, as you said, is their perception of you. And we got to address that. And then the second barrier is we got to, you got to actually get an invitation and get in the door. And the third barrier, which I actually agree with you is I think the most important barrier, which is getting them to share the unfiltered truth. Because if you don't know what they really believe and what their concerns are and their fears, you can't address them. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't address them. So, and when we have those conversations and what you think about the conversation we have with people that we, we don't know very well, well, you talk about very basic stuff, yeah. whether, where are you from? What do you like? <laughs> you know, you know, you just, you, have, you don't get into the real stuff, right? You keep everything formal, but the good stuff, the stuff below the surface, you want them to kind of lean in and kind of, you know, how when you have somebody that kind of starts to trust you and they tell you the good stuff, they kind of lean and go, well, yeah. what's really going on? Here's or what, the real you know, deal. Here's the real, you know, I wouldn't, I mean, they always, they kind of, whether they say it or not, they're like, I haven't told anybody this, or I don't know why I'm telling you this, or you, what you really need to know is, and that's where influence really starts right there. Yeah, that's really good. And, and what we found, and tell me if you agree with this, Tom, but in my 30 years of doing this craziness is he or she that does discovery best is the most successful. I mean, it is a common trait that we mm -hmm. constantly see in high performing sales folks. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, um, I think of it this way is that it, it's you, you're more influential. You, you win more deals when you can demonstrate that you understand the problem rather than your ability to solve the problem. It's yeah. like, if you get me, then I believe that you can, and you think about the people we hire, the people we like, when they really articulate our problem, this is why this is happening. You go, well, then you obviously know how to fix it. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's exactly right. That's good. Well, I see this, you know, me, I'm, I'm constantly out in the field. I love coaching. I love writing with yeah. reps, spend a lot of time in the field. And it reminds me something I saw just this past year that to me is a, perfect example of what you're talking about yeah okay Here, this was a, this is a salesperson was very successful but successful yeah but with existing accounts right okay just in there this was a this was healthcare this was a a, a clinic already had a couple of their products in there and mm. and we're and i'm riding doing a little assessment and we're, we're getting ready to go in we're in the car well this is you know and 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 he 
he tells me, you know, hey, well, my objective here to, you know, it's going to be awesome. I've worked with this guy for years. I'm pumped about it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to move him. Today's objective is to get him using that third product of ours and move him away from a competitor. I'm mm-hmm. putting together a great plan. I'm really excited. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I can't wait yeah. to see my friend. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, we're I'm clear on our objective. We're clear. <laughs> clear. On what I want, I'm clear. Done his research, mm-hmm. had it all buckled up and packaged, mm-hmm. you know. So we walk up, the doctor, he's like, oh, Johnny, you're awesome. And, you know, hugging and talking and so they have, have a great, great relationship, great relationship. Okay. And yeah. um, have worked together for years. And he goes, well, great. Well, Dr. Smith, I'm so excited. But, you know, I, I am really excited that uh, we, we got a little time together today because I'm going to tell you about a promotion that we have that's going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. We just came out with it. It's going to save you. And I know you've used our competitor for this product here, mm-hmm. but we're going to be able to save you like 10%, at least 10% on your purchase of this product, um, if you're part of this promotion. And mm-hmm. then he went on to share multiple details of the promotion. I'm not even mm-hmm. going to bore you with it. And it was very well said, very mm-hmm. articulate, very, well, yeah. I mean, just tight. He had his billboard down. Oh yeah. And he was passionate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and the doctor goes, Hey, you know what? I mean, I, that's, I so appreciate that. That is, that sounds like a really good program. I, I'm not going to go that route because I really don't care anything about cost. That does not mean <laughs> anything to me. <laughs> you can hear the wah wah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, oh, oh so you're I, you're a vegetarian. <laughs> and so, yeah. so the, so so he's like, oh, well, there's so many. He goes, no, no, but but hey, if that ever changes, I'll reach out to you. We'll talk about that. But anyway, so tell me about the weekend. You so know, and then they have just, they just skipped, skipped right it. over back to a good relationship, and here we mm-hmm. go. Well, he may have blown it, Tom. I mean, he may not have the opportunity to have that conversation again. Wow. And, and we get in the car, and and he's like, "What's wrong with me?" And I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "I just blew it." And I said, "No, why did you blow it?" And he goes, "Why didn't I just start by asking him?" why he uses them, what he cares about and what's important to him. And I said, yeah. you know, that's probably a great idea. That's that, that is. So that reminds me of a situation that I was in years ago when I was first started selling our solution yeah. at Aslan, you know, we sell sales training and I was working with a head of learning for a pretty large organization and it's funny because you, 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 what this, well, the reason that what you just shared reminds me of this story is because what you think is the driver behind the decision, like, you know, mm. cost or benefits and the stuff that people typically, you think, okay, well, that's the real, there's always an informal driver that's actually more important below the surface. Yeah. But for them to really tell you what that is, they, there needs, there needs to be, first, you've got to focus on it, but they got to open up and tell you, and, and that's the good stuff. That's where the, that's where you start to go to another level. And so as we started working together, mm-hmm. she finally, as we were, you know, going through the process of me sharing what we can do and learning more about them. And we'd been, I think this was maybe our third meeting. She kind of finally just leaned across the table and she sort of said, okay, look, here's the deal. I have a sick child. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was actually a pretty critically ill child. It was handicapped. It was, a, it, was, it was quite a stressful situation. She says, I need someone who can handle this entire project and I can trust them completely to get it done because I'm not going to really be able to be involved. And though the, the voice lowered and I'm oh. like, so, and it was like, I had this, oh, oh, so this isn't about the dry, how the results that you're going to see. It was like, it was almost like, it was like, it was all about implementation. Who can I just give this to who will make me look good? Won't drop the ball. So I can go take care of my sick child. Like that's, 
you just took me in the basement. Like, yeah. you know, I think of it as this way, like people bring you into their house, yep. you know, and they're like, they bring you to the room, they orchestrate where you go, you go into the kitchen <laughs> and they are, you could go in and we clean this all up, but you don't go upstairs and don't go in the basement. That's all, you know, but like she said, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the truth. And that's when you really start to have the opportunity to, to have an impact and differentiate yourself from the competition. Yeah. Well, and that probably wasn't on your checklist. You, you no, probably didn't great. have that written yeah. down. Yes. Yeah. Find out about children that are struggling. Or, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you got to be pretty tuned in and really focused on, I, I'm here to learn. I'm here to kind of uncover mm -hmm. the unfiltered truth, not just the yeah. stuff that's on the surface. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's it. Good. Yeah. And a lot of times you, it, it's not so much, like you said, it's not on a checklist. Um, it, it, sometimes you just have to know there's something here that's more important than probably what they're going to tell me at first. Right. And what it's like their job is, you know, maybe they're worried about a promotion. Maybe they're worried about getting fired. Maybe they're worried about, maybe it's an ego thing. Maybe yeah. it's actually, they just doing it. They're doing this because of some other, like I know sometimes people invest in our solution because they want to leave a legacy, mm. you know, and that's not something yeah. they're going to, they're going to present to the scene, yeah. but they're like, I just want to, I want to leave a legacy. I want to invest in our people, whatever the reason is it's, it's, it's tuning into that. Yeah. But it starts with having that mindset of yeah. that. I've got to see the world differently. Yeah. And, and I, that's, I, that's where I kind of wanted to dig in a little bit because, mm -hmm. you know, it's not the most natural thing. We mm -hmm. love to share our point of view. We, and, and, you know, from what you're talking about, mm -hmm. it's really about understanding their point of view, right. And coming yeah. down and seeing things from their perspective. Um, and that is not always the most natural thing. I'm, I'm going to, it's a little bit of an embarrassing story, Tom, mm -hmm. uh, but you're part of it, which is, it makes it even more embarrassing, but I'm, now I must tell it. Is this in um, one of your comic books? Uh, <laughs> It's illustrated really well. Superhero. Yeah. I'm the superhero, by the way. Discovery man. <laughs> Discovery man. No, you'll find out. I teach this stuff and I've been doing this for about 30 years and I still struggle with it. So I'm, I'm going to share a little bit of openness mm. here. Okay. I'm going to um, share a fail. After this, I'm going to uh, share my failure. Oh, good. Story. Okay. Good. So this will be the failure podcast. This is going to be a fail. I'm going to share me blowing it after this. Okay. okay. Well, I, you know, this was somebody that I managed. And this was not that long ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're just going to call him Billy. Mm -hmm. okay. Very millennial name, Billy. Yeah. That's a very, very common millennial He's name, Billy. Yeah, Billy. And he worked for me mm -hmm. and he drove me insane. He, he drove me crazy. I, I mean, literally, he was, we fought about everything. He never wanted to do anything the way that we did it. We had it set up the way yeah. he turned his expenses, the way he'd, I mean, just, I don't, I don't, I'm different. I don't have mm -hmm. to operate within any of the rules. And so, and it was just this constant, I was just telling Trump mm -hmm. and he was always telling me why he was right. And I was telling him why he was wrong. And it was just back and forth. back And, forth. and I finally am sick of it. And I went to somebody that I respect mm -hmm. that I work closely with. His name's Tom Stanfill. And I, <laughs> I said, I got to get rid of this guy. I know he's good, but he's, I'm done. I'm just letting driving him. me crazy. I driving remember me crazy. Yeah. And you said to me, Oh, wise. Well, I think you had a pipe in your mouth. You were, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I had a, probably a patch on my patch. jacket, a back patch yes. on my elbows. And, yes. And mm. you said, well, Hey, I get it. I know. <sighs> and I do whatever you want to do. Um, and I'm sure you've taken the trip with him. You you've kind of understood his perspective and you've done that. And I, and I was like, <laughs> 
gosh, I don't want to take the trip with him. I know I'm supposed to. I don't want to. I know his perspective. I know exactly what I need to know. And I'm sick of it. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, you know what? Okay. And so I went to him and I said, let's go. Let's go get a cup of coffee and Mm -hmm. let's talk through this. And I just listened to him. And I said, Mm -hmm. listen, Billy. Billy, Billy. Um, to listen, I know we've gone back. I'm sorry. I, I'm sure I have been hard-headed, and I haven't never really taken the time to understand your perspective. Right. And and I want you to tell me why we should do it your way, because maybe you're right. And I'm telling you, he just launched, and he told me the 700 reasons, and it, and I just listened. And we finally get to the. And here's the reality: he had a couple of good points. Yeah. I learned a couple of things that made me go, well, dang, that's a, I, oh, I didn't think about it like that. And Mm -hmm. you know what reminded me, Tom, something in the book. I know Uh I'm allowed to do this or not. Please do. One of your, I'm surprised you, you even have it. Oh, (laughs) come on. Well, you've been with me too long. How do I not read this? But anyway, you were talking about one of the barrier, barrier one, you know, how you kind of break down the barriers to take Mm -hmm. the trip was I know what they are going to say. That Mm -hmm. was my barrier. I knew exactly what Billy was going to say. I, I've yeah. heard him say it a thousand times, but guess what? I did miss a couple of things. Oh, mm-hmm. oops. But I mean, I love what you say in here. You know, intimate details about their priorities, their wants, their needs, <laughs> their mm-hmm. strong, strongly held biases. I knew this from Billy. That may all be true, but you still need to take the trip and validate because the information you gain by taking the trip is secondary to the emotional connection and receptivity that occurs when you set aside your agenda, you be- your beautifully crafted bitch, and validate their point of view. Remember that their willingness to listen is always more important than your ability to communicate. Mm. And I'm telling you, it, it, and here, here's the great end of that story. Yeah. It all turned around after that. It worked. And he, it worked. And we had a great relationship mm-hmm. for a year, a couple of years after that, before he moved yeah. on to something else. So anyway. And you know, I love that why that works is because it's, it's not manipulation. No. It, it's, right. it's like, you couldn't have faked that. Like, okay, let me, let me do this. Take the trip thing. And I kind of probably did fake it before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm supposed to do it. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. but I couldn't tell you that because I knew mm-hmm. I hadn't really taken the trip. Well, anyways, we're talking about if, if, if the, anybody's listening is not familiar with this concept, the, the take the trip comes from this idea that you there's two polarized points of view. So if you're the one that's trying to, to influence the other person, you're on the North Pole, right? And they're on the South Pole, and you have two very different polarized points of view. And when we and I, I think this, that's always true when we seek to influence because to me, influencing someone is about changing their beliefs. It's about helping them see something different. So there's always two polarized points of view. You know, it, when you're just keep telling somebody what you can do for them and they already want that. Yeah, I want this. Tell me what it does. Great. You're, you're not influencing. You're just answering questions, which is fine. That's part of our role in selling. But influence is, uh, you see it differently. And I want to change your point of view. So we, we teach, and it's part of the, obviously the book, is you got to take the trip and articulate their point mm-hmm. of view as well or better. And I think, and you bring this up in your, your story tab, I think this is, it's the hardest to do with the people that we know well. Oh, yeah. You're right. I mean, Same with my wife, oh, I, I mean, I've called you, I'm sure I've called you, and I've, I've mm-hmm. taken the trip with my wife or my kid. Um, it's so hard to do. I, I had a situation with my daughter. And part of her uh, punishment because of something that she did, I don't really remember what it was. I think she lost her car. 
<laughs> no, no, actually, she didn't. Lost it wasn't it, a like, punishment. In, in the woods? Yeah, yeah good clarification. <laughs> no, she wrecked her car. Okay. That's what it was. She wrecked her car. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I, was, I was driving I along and then I just next I thing you know where's my car where's my car where's my car no she wrecked her car and it was because she was was driving recklessly she wrecked it and um so she didn't have a car so she had to drive her brother's car and her brother's car was a 19 I don't know 82 nova i mean i'm making this up i don't know what it was but it was the but it wasn't cool i mean it was not it was not cool i mean that car probably was worth 300 i mean it was the ugliest (laughs) she wouldn't drive that car and and my it just like you it's like it's quicker right to say look just drive the car that's ridiculous you're the one that wrecked your car you need a ride drive that car and i could have done that sort of dad thing you know Um, yep. this, it, it takes time, you know, and I already know what she's going to say and I don't want to drive, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. but I don't want to drive that car. Cause it makes me look bad. Like, but so I did what you said. I, I took the trip, sat down with her and let's just talk about this, mm-hmm. right? Let's talk about this. I'm going to set my agenda aside, my little speech. And she opens up to me and basically starts to reveal insecurities and how she thinks she compares mm-hmm. to her brothers and how other people have other things that make that, that tell them they're okay. And she doesn't. And so she wow. can't, she, I mean, she completely opened up about her fears. I mean, and I started seeing the connection, like we went to the mall and went shopping for their mother. We bought something. I remember my mom bought a bracelet for, for, um, my wife and my daughter at Tiffany's. And it wasn't that, I mean, it may have been 80 bucks. Um, the cheapest thing you can buy at Tiffany's, but it, but she yeah. but it had the little Tiffany's bag yeah. and she would carry that, but she wanted to carry that bag. Oh, wow. Which, well, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. What a great story. I mean, cause there's so much down there. There's so much there that we don't even realize and no. it's extremely powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they tell you and you go, so that you have this, Oh, moment, Oh, mm. and then you feed it back to them and they say, exactly. Now they're ready to, so, yeah, yeah. They're ready to hear a, your point of view, but yeah. it's very counterintuitive. Well, let me here. I'm going to ask you since you're a great mm-hmm. big writer, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're like a large writer, guy. large writer. Yeah. Large, um, how do we do it? You got anything yeah. for us? Like help us do this better. You know, how do we pull this off? Well, I think, I think three words come to mind. Um, part of it's in the book. Part of it's based on what you said a minute ago. First of it was watch. Mm. I think people will start to give you clues like Tyndall wanting to carry the Tiffany's yeah. bag. Yeah. And then why did she have such a visceral reaction to driving that car? It tells me there's more going on. Mm-hmm. If you're dealing with a customer, why do they ask questions about that? Why did they respond a certain way? Why was there that facial expression? Why did they just tune out? Or or why do they why do they look over to another person when they talk? It's like there's mm. there's there's things that you observe that tell you that there's more going on. So when we get out of our, I got to sell you something and I got to tell you a story or I got to pitch my stuff, you start to see some, and then that that directs you into this other world where there's something else going on. Um, the other thing, it, it, when this again, this is part of what we talk about in the book is how we ask questions. Okay. Um, I think how we ask questions gets people to open up. Like if we just ask, I mean, I'm sorry, just sort of self-centered questions or questions that are helpful to us. They're not very interested in answering those questions, but if we can ask questions and position them in a way that it it's about them 
and it's clearly about them or it's about helping them, yeah, you know, uh, and they're going to, they're going to be more interested in than answering those questions. But if they start, you start asking questions about something like, I don't care about that. So yeah, what's your when budget? I, when, I, when I wrote out my 17 questions and I just kind of read through them that, you know, that was not good, probably mm -hmm. maybe. Okay. No, it's well, it's, we're fighting this gravity that's always the gravity gravitational pull to self. We ask questions because mm -hmm. we know what we know, what we want to uncover. Right. What's the, what's hard for us is to think of five words before every question. The reason I'm asking is. Okay. In order it, to it, help it, you, in order to. Yeah. The reason I'm out, asking yeah. is if mm -hmm. I can ask those, if I can use that phrase, whether you use it or not, and I can, you know, I want to, like, I remember meeting with, um, uh, an organization that was interested in sales training, but they weren't interested in leadership development. Mm. So if I start asking questions about leadership development, they're going to go, why are we talking about that? Yeah. That's you're not just, why we're you're talking. Just trying to sell me more stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, so I said, I want to talk to you about your leadership. I want to ask you some questions because 50% uh, of the success of this project is going to be based on what happens after training. Change happens one-to-one, -one, not in a workshop. So tell me what you're going to do to support your leaders. There you go. So I'm versus, versus now, hey, what about leadership yeah, training? Leadership. What are you doing? Oh, what are you oh, gonna I got, do? I got, we got other, we have another solution called leadership training. Yeah, I make more money if you buy it. By the way. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great example. That's it. Yeah, okay. So, so how we ask questions, kind of watch, so how we look ask for questions. signs. And then there's the, uh, which probably is equally important is what do you, how do you respond? So watch lead. I mean, watch ask, and then how you respond is okay. really ultimately what is going to get somebody to tell you the unfiltered truth. And I think this last piece, probably where we blow it the most mm -hmm. is what do we say after they say something? And a lot of times is what do we say when they give us the wrong answers? Right. Right. Yeah. Like yes. that's not what you're supposed to say. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know, exactly like, right. You know, like, like if your 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 example of the the rep talking to the doctor, the physician, mm -hmm. if he says, if the first thing he says, "Hey, Elvis, I want to talk to you about this third product that we have that you're not buying it, uh, and kind of what you're thinking and blah blah blah," and he goes, "Yeah, well, I really like the competitor's problem. It's a, a product. It's it's what I really like, and that's what we've chosen to do." All right? You can either say, "Well, you shouldn't." <laughs> that's the wrong answer you just gave me the right now let's go to or you could say okay well that's very interesting yeah or you could do what he did and you ignore it <laughs> and you just yeah. keep, you just go back to the script that you throw up on yeah that's it like punch the button here it comes there it goes <laughs> well the reason we ignore it is because we don't know what to do i know you could but it, what if, what if you realize that your goal is not to sell mm -hmm. first, your goal is to get the truth. So change your objective. Your goal is to get them to tell you the truth. You can't change their viewpoint if you don't know it. Yeah. It's like, let's think about the political discussions that we have. Somebody says something and then we fire back something, the, the counter argument. And when argument starts, influence ends yeah. and versus, versus somebody that's saying, okay, well, why do you feel that way? Which is yeah. so simple to understand, to, to understand this idea. It is so hard to do it though. So, yeah, I agree. And, and, and that's, it's great that we're talking about it and putting those things out there, but you're right. It doesn't end. You don't go, Oh, got it. I, Tom just told me, gave me the secret sauce. Now it's yeah. done. Now it's you're going to have to practice it, right? We're going to mm -hmm. have to work on it. We're going to have to um, kind of make it an ongoing process. So 
That's yeah. good. Well, any, and I, I had any kind of, I, I always love to end with this, like any yeah. final, you know what I mean? Like the big takeaway, you know, you're, you've given us some incredible insights here that, that we want to watch, that we want to ask, we want to lead mm-hmm. or, or respond um, that we need to take the trip with our, with our customers. But is there kind of a big takeaway yeah, this this uh, what comes to mind based on our topic today, Tab, is 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 going to be a word that I'm about to use that everybody's going to go. Well, that's that's I knew that. <laughs> I'm, I've already I've got my pen and pen. Yeah, like like right I'm here, about right. to say something. You're, you're not going to write it down. You're going to. Can gonna we go, do music? Can I have yeah, music yeah, come I mean, up right now? Like, oh. like, yeah, like ah, <laughs> uh, it, it's going to be. I mean, like, and I've I've been along along with you. You know, we've been teaching workshops now for what I don't know. Guess. I don't know, too many years to count. Twenty-eight years. Or and when I've years. mentioned this word in the workshop, everybody goes, whatever. I mean, it's almost like, why don't I just say, you need to eat your vegetables. I'm anxious to what this Here's the thing that everybody struggles with, including me, on a daily basis. It's listening. Mm, yeah. It is so difficult to listen. We are hardwired not to listen. Yeah. Our brain fills in all the missing pieces because our brain works like, or you could say our computer works like our brain, but you know, our, our computer, right. Once we go to a website, it downloads everything in cash. So it just speeds everything up. So I don't have to download If I go to a hotel website, you know, we're talking about going to San Diego and I go to that hotel website, mm-hmm. right. To look at a hotel where we're going to stay and the, my computer's going to download that information. So when I go back to that website, it's fast. It doesn't have to download it again. Mm-hmm. Our brain does the exact same thing. As soon as someone starts telling you a story, just like Billy starts mm-hmm. telling you a story, and I'll share an example of this where I failed in a second. We don't, our brain says, don't download that again. You've already heard that. Save time. You don't need to hear that again. When my wife starts telling me the story about she's frustrated with so-and-so, I go, I don't want you to download that again. Yep. And so what we have to do is clear our cash. Yeah. Because if we don't clear our cash and download the story again, like we've never heard it before, and this is really difficult for veterans, we will not hear it. We will not listen. Um, we will, we will, we will miss something. And not only will we miss it, they can tell that we're not downloading the information. They right. can tell we're going, this story will be over in three minutes. The story <laughs> will be over in two minutes. Right. The story Fearless. will be over in one minute. Now I can, and I'm, I'm working on what I'm going to say. They can tell all that motive is ultimately transparent. They can sense it. Uh, and this happened to me um, a couple of years ago, I was meeting with Sharp, who was a client, but I was working with a different division and I flew down to Tampa to meet with this guy and he was the vice president. He was prepping me to meet with the, the head decision maker, the head of the division. And he says, and we, we, you know, I'm listening to what he says. I take the trip. I got what's important. And then he says this, he says, by the way, the senior VP who you're going to meet with doesn't like PowerPoint. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't need to download that again. I, I know what you mean by that. Yeah, he, I've been doing this a while. I, I yeah. know what you mean. No death by PowerPoint, probably, right? Is that what you were thinking? Yeah, no death yeah. by PowerPoint. I mean, don't don't bring up 30 slides. <laughs> right. You know, don't, 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 don't bring, you know, just not death by and I go, I know what you mean. I'm like, look, look, dude, I'm I know how to do this, right? I know how to, I've done this a lot. And I've heard that literally probably 30 times. Yep. And people, yeah. So, so I got it. Great. Right? I got that. So what that really means is I didn't listen. 
So I didn't clear my cash. I didn't say, what do you mean by no he doesn't like poor? Why does he yeah. say that? Get back to discovering the unfit. Why does he say that? Where did that come from? Why is that so? What do you what do you mean? I've heard this before, but I'm gonna start. So I so fast forward, I walked into this guy's office. There's 10 people in the room, including the guy I met with in Tampa. I get out my computer. Were you there, by the way? I was. I think I was. I think I was there in this meeting. I think Billy was there too. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> Billy was. was no, actually, I think Billy was there. Yeah, yeah. So I get no, I don't think he was there. I think um and uh, I will pull up my computer, plug it in, and pull up PowerPoint. <laughs> just one slide, though. I just one or two slides. Title slide. I mean, I brought. <laughs> I spent hours on showing how it was going to be. Act. I brought. I had a golf club in the room. We had yeah. all because we we're going to show them how interactive it was. And as soon as I opened that PowerPoint, the entire room went like the temperature just completely changed. And what he meant was, which I found out very quickly, because the meeting was over. What I, what he meant was, I hate PowerPoint. Do not show one PowerPoint slide. The other yeah. company that we're working with, the Unfiltered Truth, that we are you know considering using uses only uses interactive exercises. There is no PowerPoint. The whole entire thing is interactive, and it's the people at a table interacting and learning that way. It's all simulation based training, mm -hmm. and that's what I want. That's what I want. I don't want any PowerPoint. If I would have done a better job of taking the trip and listening. Yeah. And discovering them, I would have walked in and said, this is what you believe. And he would have not. And we would have had a completely different meeting. So that's my failure story. Oh, boy, that's a good. I mean, we, we learn as we learn more from our failures, don't we? Yeah. You and I, you and I have been doing this a long time and we're sharing failure stories still. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. We, we will. We'll always fail. And, and yep. I think that's the key is 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 uh, watching the watch the game films. Yeah. You know, like uh, here's what a lot of people do. Uh, and I think this probably has more to do with our performance than maybe anything we ever talk about is they watch the game films and they say, instead of saying, well, that guy was an idiot, right? Well, you can't do training without PowerPoint. Of course you can't do it. There's a reason it's because you can't customize the program. You can't be based on simulation. Here's a, he was wrong and I was right. And he's an idiot versus yeah. tab. What did I do wrong? How could I have done that differently? Yeah. I blew it. That was my fault. I can get better that's where we get better is we realize we learn like you said we learn from our failures yeah that's good well man great stuff i think that's a great finishing takeaway mm. listening i mean that's it i mean it's just let's all work on listening better and that's going to solve a lot of take problems. the trip so watch watch what's happening look for the unfilled look for the the clues that something's going on ask better questions and how you respond which has to do with obviously listening um and communicating that you get it. Uh, I think that's the key to discovering the unfiltered truth. Excellent. Great. Well, Tom, I enjoyed our time together. This was fantastic. I hope everybody got a, a, a takeaway or two and we look forward to the next episode. Thanks my friend. Love Thank being with you. you as always. Thanks guys All for right. joining us. And if you, if you find the podcast helpful, remember to like it and share it. So we know to keep doing this or leave us, leave us some comments and, and tell us what you want us to, uh, what topics you'd like us to uncover. Uh, so any, uh, anything you want to share, we, we always read those.